Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by longtime friend of the show. I've been uh, friends over the years, ever since the Kelly Patrick Show started back in February of 2017. Jesse has literally been with us since the beginning. Jesse Romans, the pride slayer. Jesse has recently moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. He trains at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. Jesse has his upcoming professional MMA debut scheduled for June 25th for Showcase MMA 26 against Anthony Wilson. That's in Kingsport, Tennessee. Really enjoyed chatting with Jesse on the episode today. Uh, Episode was recorded on May 12th, 2022. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. We're going to head to the Louisville Combat Academy Roadcaster line. We are now joined by Jesse Romans. Jesse, how are you, sir? I'm doing better than I ever have been in my life. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I I just got out of a a BJ Ferguson-led kickboxing class. And those are okay, cool. always a lot of fun, man. I, I, I spend a little bit more time doing uh, Western style, just regular old boxing. But once a week, I do the kickboxing, and it's really fun. I'm sure you can relate to that. I think, uh, honestly, like implementing a lot of boxing training, especially like early on, it's good because you learn head movement instead of, you know, taking a bunch of fights and getting your shit beat in and then learning how to box. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense to me. I mean, punching is a very important component of kickboxing obviously yeah the longer i do it for i don't know i feel like not getting punched is like my main goal which is used to not really be the case but uh i've learned a lot of new tips and tricks tactically watching you against tristan canada was really cool because he was more of a of a uh uh, uh, Western style boxer, and you, yep. you utilized more of a kickboxing approach. But I mean, your hands look have looked really good. So I mean, you, clearly, um, you know, you, you you spent I guess plenty of time doing just boxing classes too. 
For sure. Yeah, five days a week, but it was like we would have two kickboxing classes, for example, in the evening and then a boxing class to, in the night. So a majority of it was uh, kick-oriented. And then the gym I'm at now, you know, I'm doing majority uh, grappling, wrestling, and BJJ. Uh, and I don't, we don't do have any boxing only classes at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is good. Again, it's more of a MMA oriented gym instead of it being like separate programs. Cause you know, even when we're doing jujitsu, if you're a fighter, you have a fight coming up, you know, you wear your gloves, even in gi, we, you know, we wear gloves and it's cool because it's one of the few schools where like a bunch of people have wrestling shoes on when they step on the mat. And it's like, it, it was a lot to learn, but it's cool being at a, a wrestling gym. Jesse, I've got, I don't know, maybe about a half an hour. Um, it, let's imagine this is your first appearance ever on the Kelly Patrick show. If that's okay. okay. Uh, could sure. you, could you introduce yourself to the Kelly Patrick show listeners? Where are you from? What's your story? How'd you get into martial arts? I think that's always a cool, sure. a cool story, especially coming from someone like you. So if it's all right, I'll shut up. And, and yeah. what, what's your backstory? Who in the hell is Jesse Romans? Well, uh, you know, I go by the fight name Pride Slayer, and, um, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, I I really had to uh, fight and struggle to get where I am, and I, I started out my journey uh, walking into a jiu-jitsu gym at 380 pounds about six or seven years ago, and, uh, you know, just got the crap kicked out of me a bunch of times, and I finally decided I wanted to fight, and uh, I ended up taking my first fight for hard rock in uh, Shepherdsville and you happen to be there. But again, this is our quote unquote first time chatting. Um, I did the commentary. I, uh, I was there. I remember it. If you yeah. watch, you watch the video, of course, that's my voice on it. It was against TC Shaw, February 4th, no. 2017. I'll never fucking forget. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I'm not even the same person anymore. So it's interesting to look back you know, where I've came from. I don't even feel like the same person. Uh, but after that fight, you know, I didn't really take it serious. I had gotten drunk the night before and slept on a hotel room floor and all kinds of other crap. And, you know, I, I was training maybe two days a week and partying and acting silly. And I was kind of more into it for like the, uh, the fun, you know, I thought it was a fun thing to do and wasn't really taking life super serious at the time. But uh, after that, you know, I, I kind of went back and forth, kept a real like, uneven record, you know, not training super consistently. And then, uh, actually got knocked out, um, in Lexington and I got kicked in the head by a California state champion wrestler. And that wasn't exactly what I had anticipated him to do. Uh, you know, kudos to him and everything. And it was like, after that loss, I took it super serious and dedicated myself to kickboxing and started competing a bunch in kickboxing and, you know, started really just knocking people out and doing a great job at like, you know, being articulate instead of just a, a brawler, you know, because I did start out with like the Kimbo slice backyard brawling style, you know, half the people there drinking or doing something. And, um, you know, I finally started taking it serious. And then last year, uh, you know, I, I tried to take a couple of, uh, light heavyweight fights before I wanted to make a professional debut. And, um, you know, my, my two of five fights for whatever kept falling through and I ended up winning a heavyweight title for Valor in Tennessee, uh, against an undefeated opponent on topology. I was probably like the thousand to one underdog. I know it was 99%, but I didn't look at how many people voted on it, but, uh, I knocked him out in the second round 
And then I went on to, and I was 60 pounds lighter than the guy. So it was a real good win for me and gave me a lot of confidence. And then I was supposed to fight at 205 pounds in Lexington. So at this point, since the beginning of my journey, you know, I've lost 175 pounds, um, and started taking training real serious. And then I fought in April of last year in Lexington. And I was originally supposed to fight against Robert Grigsby at 205 pounds, but unfortunately he had, uh, he couldn't make weight or something or no, he got hurt. I don't remember what it was. It was something that he couldn't show up and fight. So a couple of days beforehand, Brandon Higdon worked some magic and ended up getting me a fight with a 260 pound boxer, um, out of Detroit, I believe Tristan Canada, awesome guy, great boxer. And, uh, yeah, I just went into that fight and did what I do, man. You know, sometimes it's harder to put away someone who's, you know, 50 pounds heavier than you, but you know, I never stop punching. I never stop the pressure. I don't care what I get hit with. You know, I'm never going to stop throwing and I'm, I'm never going to give up. And I mean that in the cage. I mean that outside of the cage it doesn't mean I want to be a stubborn fool, but I literally will do everything it takes to make it to the UFC. And, uh, here I am now. In fact, I, gave up everything I had in Kentucky where I was living to move down to Knoxville to get a chance to train at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. Um, I had family down here. It was one of those things that I'm now 29 years old. Uh, 2017, I, I think is what you said when I fought TC Shaw and I'd been training for about two years, very casually before that, you know, so I've, I've been training for a minute and I'm, I'm not, you know, spring chicken anymore. If I want to take this serious, then, you know, I got to be about it. So my wife and my four children and I moved down to Knoxville, uh, to live with some family and they believe in me. They believe in my dreams. So essentially we moved down here so I could pursue my dream of going to the UFC. So a little bit about KMAA that I'm currently at now. Um, head coach is Eric Turner. His, his coach, our lineage is Rafael Oliveira. And, uh, it's, it's I actually get to meet him for the first time this weekend. We have a seminar, but it's so crazy to be there because I'm training alongside, uh, UFC star Ovin St. Pru, you know, who just fought Shogun Rua this weekend. And it's like, he's, he, you know, he's knocked out Shogun, uh, in their first fight. It's just crazy that he went five rounds with John Jones. And for three of the rounds, he had a broken arm. So it's like, you know, he's he's one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time, in my opinion. And getting to train with him and all the other people, all the Bellator and UFC athletes, it's kind of surreal. And, you know, I, I'm when I said I was a new person now, I, I mean it so, like, wholeheartedly. It's, it's something that's kind of like, I'm finally the person I always wanted to be, if that makes any sense. And it's like, I, I kind of feel bad for people who don't chase their dream. Honestly, it's something that you, you got to give up everything if you want to do it. And, you know, you can't hold it back. There are going to be days where, you know, your ego gets to you or your body gets to you, but you just can't let it. And, uh, you know, the, the man sitting here right now is going to be a world champion one day. So my, I have a professional MMA fight June 25th in Kingsport, Tennessee. I'm incredibly stoked for it. Honestly, I've never been more confident. I'm usually pretty confident, but it, it just doesn't even feel like the same. I feel like the fight's already happened. The thing is, again, being beside all these people who have achieved these things, it like it sets the bar because if you're around 
you know, six rich people, you're going to be the seventh and you're as good as the people you're around. So being around, um, you know, Eric, Eric is one of those people too. I'm, I'm a Christian and spiritually he's, you know, he's really helped me grow and I'm definitely not perfect. You know, I have a pretty ridiculous sense of humor as you well know. And I like to joke about a lot of really crazy things and, you know, I like to have fun, but ultimately, you know, I have dedicated my life to God and I'm, I'm thankful that he's brought me here. And, uh, you know, going into this fight, the guy I'm fighting is a kickboxer. So I feel ready wherever we go. I also just got my blue belt a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it was one of the, one of my most favorite achievements yet. You know, I've trained grappling for a long time, but didn't spend a lot of time in gi. So I was very thankful that, you know, they saw fit to reward me with the blue belt. And I mean, I, I feel great. I feel great rolling. I feel great on the feet. Uh, I, I was known as the clinch guy, I guess, for a little bit. But to be honest, I, I feel so well-rounded that no matter what I have to do to get out of this cage with the win, uh, I've got it. And I hate to even say easy, but I just, I feel so good, man. Like I'm 215 pounds right now. I've only got 15 pounds to cut. You know, at, at my weight, I can throw spinning wheel kicks and, and flying knees and all the little guy stuff. My movement's good. You know, I'm working all the extra things. I'm getting in my weightlifting and my cardio and my, you know, everything. I, I literally have everything I need. It's awesome. I've got all the supplements, food, sleep. It's It's been great, man. I'm telling you, my life is blessed. A couple things. At the beginning, mm-hmm. you said the guy who got in there against T.C. Shaw is a different person than who you are now, yep. and and I, I, I can see that. However, there is one similarity, and that is that guy was not afraid of anyone, despite you not being as right. pre- prepared as you are now, and I think your sure. reputation is, and I'm sure the people at your new gym in Knoxville really appreciate this, you will fight anyone. And I think uh, looking back to when you fought CJ Baker, who at the time was, was fucking five and oh, he's six foot eight, 270, yep. 272 pounds. And you, uh, you know, you gave him his first loss. So, I mean, that's just one example, but I'm guessing that the one recurring theme is you're, 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 you're able and you're willing to get in there with absolutely anyone, regardless of size or speed or anything. I definitely have the tenacity and, you know, especially at the professional level, um, you know, sometimes you got to take big fights if you want to make big money, you know, and I know they appreciate it because, you know, as soon as I came down here, you know, I was saying, if you hear me say Vince, I'm talking about OSP, Ovin St. Proof, but it was like when I came down here, you know, I'm, I'm fanboying on the guy. I'm getting to actually drill with him and do like MMA work. And it's so cool to like, have a legend in my eyes just showing me these things and it's yeah it's been cool I I jumped right in you know I wasn't shy at all Uh, you know I'm I'm kind of a loud and probably even abrasive person but they they treated me like family and uh you know they they have respected me and respected my tenacity tenacity and my willingness to you know get in there with whoever I need to Another thing is you mentioned when you got knocked out with the head kick. I know you don't mind talking about that stuff. I was cage side for that one, too. I got some of your blood all over me. Well, you know, the good thing is that I get blood tested. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of those things like I was, I did a, I do a lot of, I try to share like positive stuff most of the time. You know, I, I get angry at people here and there and I might talk a little crap, but, um, 
you know, I was yesterday I was sitting and thinking about like bad things that have happened and not in like a bad context, but just the fact that like they've been necessary for who I am today. Cause it's like really, you know, most people end up kind of like fizzling out at the amateur level and maybe like one pro fight. And it's like, sometimes I wonder if, you know, I would have just like smoked everyone I fought for like my first five fights. If I would have been able to like commit to it, if that makes any sense. Cause if you look, you know, CJ Baker hasn't fought since then. And that was over a year ago. And it's like, truly, I think that that guy's ego won't let him step back in the cage. And I, I wish the best for him. It's nothing personal. He's not said anything or anything like that, but it's just, you know, sometimes getting a win isn't really what you need at the time. And at the professional level, I, I see it differently. I, I think at you know, the amateur level, um, if any, if any of them guys are listening that you need to just, you need to fight tough fights. You need to learn what you suck at. Um, Cause it's better to learn than when money's on the line. Makes sense. One thing I remember about that Gavin Hernandez night was you were in the emergency room taking selfies or whoever was taking pictures of you and, yeah. you, and you were smiling and you looked like, like you're happy as I, hell. I don't know, man. You've got a, you've got a good way of handling whatever the fuck is thrown at you. I feel like, I feel like what else am I going to do? You know, it's not that like losing doesn't hurt my pride. But I feel like it's more of a loss to act like a bitch about it, you know? It's like, dude, if you get your ass whooped, I, I respect the guys that get on Facebook after, you know, especially at the local level, and they just got their ass whooped in front of everybody. And, you know, now B2's production's a lot better than it used to be. They get and see it on replays every other week on Instagram, you know, things like that. And it's like, you know, I respect when they get on Facebook and they don't make excuses. The ones that kind of get on my nerves are the ones that get on there and make excuses. And, you know, I've learned from that too. You know, I, I used to, I guess, be that way, but you know, you can't, you just got to keep on trucking, dude. Bad shit's definitely going to happen to everyone. You know, there's shadow to all the light out there and, uh, you can either let it kill you or you can try and enjoy this, uh, fleeting gift that you have because, you know, life doesn't last, last forever, man. And if you don't make the most of it, you'll regret it. That reminds me, Cameron Van Camp, a B2 fighting series veteran, got in there and he made his UFC debut and he suffered a, a, a stoppage. You know, he was knocked out and he made a post on Facebook yesterday says, thankful for the opportunity, humbled by the experience, grateful for life. How important is it to handle a situation like a loss in that way? That I think that that attitude is probably key to his success so far, to be honest. I think that without that attitude, you know, unless you're gifted and circumstance dictates, you know, because there are some people who just never take a loss. Um, I think that the ability to be able to handle that and bounce back, you know, is just like it, it's kind of like who you are because, too, in a fight, if you get hit too hard, aside from it knocking you out, you know, some shit really fucking hurts. And it's like, you know, you can't just quit. I, I fought in uh, Shepherdsville against Ashley Hunt, and I sat down in the second round, and my nose was, like, smashed, and I'm squirting blood out of it. And, uh, you know, it was pretty close to Mooney stopping the fight. He even told me in between, hey, you know, there was a couple times there it got close to getting called. If you don't fight, you know, back, fight harder. 
then I'm going to have to stop the fight. And I said, okay, you know, thank you. I told him, thank you for telling me. And I sat down on my stool and I, that was the night I proposed to my wife in the cage. Um, but I sat down on the stool and Jeff Johnson, my coach uh, at the time was, he asked me, so are you done big guy? And, you know, it was like, I didn't even think about it. I stood up off the fucking stool and I said, fuck no. And it was funny because he goes, you got, you got 45 seconds left, sit back down. And I went out and arguably won the last round. You know, I was throwing head kicks and everything. And that was when I was about 260. And it was like, I, I don't know at what point along the way, but man, yeah, having an attitude like that is super important. You're going to succeed in life a lot more having an attitude like that and going to the echelon of the sport. And no, he, he seems like a great guy. You know, I've interacted with him a few times backstage at B2. But, you know, I haven't trained with them or anything, but it, it's definitely cool to see somebody who's not just whining about this or that and making excuses. Jesse, what is your ideal weight class? <sighs> I, for some reason, and maybe this is weird, I feel, well, no, because Cain Velasquez was like a small heavyweight. Um, I, I do like fighting heavyweight, to be honest. And I, I hate to say this too, because it comes with like, They've got the off switch, which is just the power at that weight. But I feel like it's easier to get to the UFC at, at, at that weight. I hate to say that. I'm just saying, though, like the, the talent pool slimmer. Like, I feel like 155-pound dudes right now have it rough, or 175 or 170-pound dudes have it rough because their weight class is stacked right now. But it's like, you know, I, I, I man, I don't – 205 is what I'm going to fight at for now. I know that – my coach, Jason King, shout out to him. Uh, he's a Bellator veteran. I'm not sure if you know who Raymond Daniels is. He's a kickboxing like legend. Um, he fought him in Bellator. And uh, anyway, yeah. Um, what was the question again? My bad. I'm sorry. Oh, no sorry problem. You, you answered it. I said, what's your ideal weight class? You said, oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you think for the, your biggest, basically your answer is for your biggest upside, well, you, you think it's heavyweight. Well, yeah, about him, though, uh, about Jason, I remember why I was bringing up Jason. Um, he's toyed with the idea of me making 185 pounds, so it's not something that's, like, off the table. I tried it once before, and I was training really hard, but not as hard as I am now. And, um, you know, I, I, I might toy around with making it. This fight is a catch weight of 200 pounds, and, um, you know, so this will technically be my lowest cut. I got really sick a couple of years ago. Uh, when I got bit in the face by a brown recluse and I dropped down to 199 pounds, but obviously that's not a, a healthy 199 pounds, but it'll be easy. I do. I think I'm 215 or 217 right now and I'm fully hydrated and ready to rock. So it'll be an easy cut. Your opponent is Anthony Wilson. He's one and two as a pro. looks like you're yeah. going to have a significant height advantage. According to Tapology. he's five foot eight. Um, yep. what, what can you tell us about Irish Anthony Wilson? So, um, I can tell you that he's a really good striker. And even though he's one and two, um, he has a lot of kickboxing experience. He's a Southpaw. I've watched a lot of his footage. Actually, I, I, I really like how he fights. Um, it's certainly going to be action packed because again, you know, I'm, I have a kickboxing pedigree myself. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm very well-rounded now, but I, I still definitely would call myself a kickboxer. Um, I see it being a really exciting fight. I think that him, it's funny because I've honestly transitioned into 
working more southpaw now. Um, not for any particular reason other than I would rather have like options and there are certain things that just feel stronger from southpaw. Like for example, um, I really like using lead hooks to set up kicks, but when somebody is orthodox, like, you know, they're, they're so used to like, especially with me, they'll read like the low kicks from the rear side and the high kicks from the rear side. Whereas if the high kicks coming from like your southpaw side, I feel like it's easier to connect it like clean to the face. You know, I, I've hit shoulders and all kinds of other stuff. It's just one of those things that like, I I'm, I'm excited to get to fight a southpaw because I get to test out some stuff. I've really been working um, with the height thing. And I don't even, I guess I don't really care even if he ends up checking this out, but with the height thing, you know, me being a clinch guy, that's really bad news for him because uh, I definitely love kneeing people in the face. My pro kickboxing debut, you know, Nick's my friend. I'm not being rude by saying any of this, but it's on YouTube. I don't know if you saw the knockout, but uh, I did like, I need him so hard in the head that he flew out, flew out of the ring onto the doctor's table and the doc, it's, funny because the doctor just looked up and she shook her head like no like to the ref but I mean he was already yeah he, he was going to call it anyway but yeah it's one of those things like and that guy was six two, so I have no problem um, getting my knees up there also too with my mobility being increased um, I might throw some flying knees I'd really like to get a flashy knockout because even though you know this was only my second professional fight and my pro MMA debut it's one of those things that the gym I'm at gets the call to Bellator all the time. And uh, at my weight class, I've seen some 2-0, and 3-0 and guys there. So I'd really like to get a nice resume knockout. And uh, truly, I, I want to try and get in a big promotion over the next couple of years, next two years, or year even. I, I want to fight you know, as many times as possible. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of fighters at my gym, so you know there will be a lot of local cards I can get on and I know that Eric believes in me and Jason believes in me and they've got the connections and, you know, we've got the work ethic that I, I think we'll get it done. But yeah, Anthony seems like a game opponent. I mean, he, I'm sure he's looked me up. And uh, one thing I'll say is he's not afraid. He'll throw hands. I'm curious, an African-American, Anthony Wilson, his nickname is Irish. He's pretty dark. I'm, yeah. I'm curious what that's all about. It was funny because, like, when you first asked me that, I was going to say that he doesn't look Irish, but I was like, maybe that's a little risque, but no, nah, there you go. Yeah, he doesn't look Irish to me. But but that could say something because Irish, you know. They, Might mean they, fighter. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe mean, yeah. exactly. So maybe one of his coaches gave him that nickname years ago. The Irish, you know, many years ago, the Irish were, were real good at boxing and real tough. So maybe that's an old school slugger style. Uh, type, type style. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's what he likes. He, he'll stand and bang. He likes to throw a lot of kicks, a lot of hands. He's got good movement. He's quick. That's the thing, too, is that he's going to be quick. You know, him being 5'8", his movements don't have to be as exaggerated as mine, mine do, if that makes any sense, because he's moving X amount of inches of muscle. I'm only I'm moving, you know, more. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have a significant reach advantage. Um, but, no, I, I feel good everywhere. Like, it's one of those things that whatever whatever comes will be there. Again, I, I obviously want to get the knockout. I want to highlight real knockout, but if I need to get another submission, I'm cool with that too. What about if you you get a like a uh, a you get a uh, decision victory? 
I just, that won't happen. I, I'm going to promise you, like I listen to each fight. I learned something. And at the Tristan Canada fight, if you go back and, and watch that fight, I, I landed at least twice as many strikes as he did. Mm-hmm. He would come through with like a, a nice three punch boxing combo. And I would throw a fucking 10 punch combo and three kicks. And, you know, it's one of those things I, I just don't trust the judges. And another thing, I'm not trying to be a decision fighter. That is literally the last thing I want. When I get it, when I go to decision, even if I beat the dog shit out of them, the entire fight, I feel disappointed and it's nothing against anyone out there. It's just the bar I'm going to set for myself. And that's not hating on anyone that wins a decision. I have decision wins. I want to knock him out. I want to finish this fight. You don't, you don't go to the big show and, you know, unless you've got 30 fights from, from decisions like a or name X other fighter. You get there by finishing fights. You get because whether or not we like it, it's a spectator sport and they pay the money. All the casuals that we like to make fun of, they honestly are the ones that keep the lights on. I hate to say it. But it's one of those things that too, like, I'm good enough to do that, so I need to take it serious. I there's no more hanging out the first round and wearing them down the fight. I, I know what I need to do. I know how to stay out of danger. I know how to stay safe in firefights. I know to keep moving. My feet never stop moving. I, if I get a decision win in this fight, I'm going to be very disappointed in myself, I'll tell you. I love it. Jesse, you mentioned you've trained with Oven St. Peru. Um, yep. who, who else? Are, well, I mean, that's a, a big body. I'd imagine that's a heck of a heck of a guy for you to roll with or, or spar with or anything, but is there anyone else that you're enjoying getting some good work in with? In particular, obviously, you don't have to mention everyone. I don't want you to feel like you're going to leave someone yeah. out, but is there any no, other no. big bodies, guys that are as big as you, that you're getting some good I'm work one, in with? I'm one of the, like, two, um, me, me and Vince, are, and Jason, Jason probably walk. Jason is, like, 6'3", um, probably walks around at 200 pounds. He's real in shape, real fit. Um, so really like us three, me, him and Vince. Now Vince is, you know, about the same height as Jason. He's roughly around six, three, but he's just, he's so thick, man. But yeah, getting to work with them because like, it's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors, you know, as far as stylistically, like Jason has the traditional martial arts, martial arts background, the brown belt and jujitsu. Um, like he loves, he likes taking people down, but he, he likes using more of like stuff from the clinch to do so. You know, he's not necessarily a guy who likes shooting. And then with Vince, I feel like I'm a little child who's rolling with their dad. I'm not even playing. Like, I, I feel good when I strike with Vince. Like, I, I feel, you know, confident. I, I truly, I'm not even trying to blow smoke up your ass. I feel like I could go compete in glory right now. I'm, I'm being serious and be competitive. Uh, it's like I, I've really found a, a niche for that. But anyway... No, just really him and Jason. Jason, Bellator veteran, and Ovin St. Prue. And, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of other guys that I work with, um, you know, 170, 155-pound dudes. But as far as, like – and then I want to give a shout-out to uh, Coach David, Coach David Ogle. Okay, so he's the other big guy. That's our, us four right there. And on Fridays, it's like we got our own corner because we make a mess. Um, Coach David, he's a brown belt and a great friend of mine, has really taken me under his wing, and it's funny because, like, we look like we could be related. He's just big Viking guy. Um, yeah, we get a lot of work. And he actually went down over the weekend with uh, Jason and Eric, my head coach, uh, to corner Vince. And then also, too, um, he went and cornered Brett Cooper, who fought Rory McDonald over the weekend. 
So these guys stay busy and they're at the echelon of the sport. It's, it's again, it's so humbling from being that dumbass idiot who did a bear crawl out and got drunk the night before to being, you know, training with USC caliber people and PFL caliber people and Bellator caliber people. You know, so many of the people there have fought legends. Um, Eric's wife, uh, she fought, Taylor, she just fought maybe five months ago at Bellator, and it was a super close fight. Um, it was funny because the whole internet had blown it up that she had won, and I, I agree that she had won against Valerie Loreda in uh, Bellator. And um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to train with the best of the best. And But, yeah, as far as the big guys that I get to work with, we like I said, we've got our own corner on Friday when, when sparring happens that the chaos happens in. So, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting in some big work. And Coach Dave, he's he's probably 6'4", um, 270, brown belt. And, I mean, he's not one of the lay and pray brown belts. The guy is an absolute monster. And, you know, there's a reason that Eric and Jason – you know, took him down to work with Vince because he's he's a very skilled guy. So yeah, definitely them. Have you rolled like some jujitsu with Vince Saint Peru? I've I've trained probably like fifty or sixty hours with him, bro. Like wow, he, has he we, submitted we you go. with a von Flu choke? Oh yeah, all the time. It's funny because like, listen, okay, so I have fun with Vince, and it's like. Cause yeah, he's going to whoop my ass. It's kind of just my whole mentality on everything. And it's funny. Cause like we'll be rolling and I'll, I'll even tell him he'll, he'll like take me down or something and, and be inside control. And I know he's going for Von flu choke. And I, I sit there and I'll, I'll talk shit and I'll be like, you're not going to get me with that Vince. And like, he'll laugh and stuff. And like, I'll be like, no, nah, I'll watch the YouTube video on how to get out of that. Like literally while we're rolling some Kevin Hall and shit. And no, I've, I've got to work with Vince a bunch. It's really cool, man. It, you know, it, he's, He's KMA. He, him and Eric, 20 years ago or whatever it was when they started the gym, was them working out of the garage. And they literally built this business and went to the highest stage on their own merit. So, yeah, Vince is right there with everybody else training just like, just like the brand new people do. He's on the mats with, you know, day one people. Wow. Very cool that you had – uh, a nice family connection so close to such a legitimate gym like that. I love it. It was and it's funny. Cause like literally growing up, um, my grandma had a little apartment that you can literally see the gym from over there. I'm, I'm less than a mile from the gym. I've had to walk a couple times, like from car issues or if one of the cars was down, you know, I'll leave it for my wife cause she has the four kids, but yeah, I can literally walk there in, in 10, 15 minutes. Um, or drive there in three. And it's amazing, dude. I, I, I was driving 35 minutes a day at Triple Crown in Kentucky. So if I trained twice, you know, it, it was really hard on me. And two, the cool thing about KMAA is they have classes going on from five to oh, after nine. And, you know, it's, it's really hard. And two, the, they do separate the, uh, the sparring sessions. So like, pros or very advanced amateurs they don't spar with the the beginners beginners are an hour before um and then two in mma classes because usually there's legit like 60 people there um you know in between the split between the two mma classes and uh there's like the advanced mma classes and then like you know the more beginner people or uh you know not quite up to the the level yet because i mean every every single person in the the pro class is so decorated. Like 
man, I, I know you don't keep up with Valor fights, but there's this guy, Tank, that I work with. Oh, yeah, Tank, too. I want to give Tank – how did I forget Tank? Tank fights at 185, but I'd say he's about 210, uh, probably like 5'11", 210. And, I mean, his name is indicative of his power. It was funny because, like, a couple weeks ago um, – he was like getting pissed at me because I didn't understand what he was saying. There was like this drill because I'm learning the, these drills. They have like super, um, super detailed curriculum that they follow. And it's like he thought I knew the drill already. But to be honest, I didn't realize which one it was. Like I, I'm still kind of learning like the numbers and the names for each of the, the drills that we do. And it's funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, bro, I literally don't even know what you're saying right now. And uh, but no, it's it's funny it, it like i dude i fit right in like it, it's really cool and i don't have to be anyone that i don't want to be like that's another cool thing about it like i i love triple crown but it was one of those things like i think i think it was good for me to get to start over is what i'm getting at uh, you know sometimes like in life if you've dug yourself a hole or you're, you have like past things that may haunt you a little bit or like failures i feel like even though i don't dwell on those things sometimes it's good to like have new people to um to, to be friends with, to make family with, you know, again, getting to work with Vince like I do, or like I have gotten to, you know, it's obviously, I think his foot's hurting him right now. You know, he just fought last weekend. So obviously he ain't, you know, been in this week. Um, and I hope it ain't nothing broken. I haven't seen anything posted about it, but it's so cool. And then too, they shared a picture from the stadium and literally had my coach, Eric praying with Vince head on head, sitting and praying over Vince uh, before he went up and fought in front of 19,000 people. And it's, dude, it's freaking surreal. It's heaven. I love it. Well, Jesse Romans, the Pride Slayer, I appreciate you joining me. Before we wrap things up, what kind of plugs or shout-outs would you like to, to get in? Um, Man, I just want to thank Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. Uh, I really do. It's It's been so awesome being there. I really hope I can represent them, um, you know, the best of my ability. And I promise I'll never give up. I want to give you a shout out too, you know, man, I know you're, you're very neutral in the interviews, but you've always been very kind to me. And even when I was like nothing, you, you always treated me just as good as you do now. So thank you to you as well. Wow. And thank believe you. it or not, I listen, I listen to probably 70% of your shows you put out, you know, sometimes if I don't know the person, I might not, but it's like, I like the fact that you're going and interviewing a bunch of different people like spike, dude, spike's awesome. But, um, hell yeah, no, man. Spike Cohen. I, thank you very much, uh, Jesse. I appreciate the kind words. I really do. Oh, no problem, man. Like, I know how hard it is to get good content out, and you got great content. Um, and that's how I like to share your stuff. I want other people to listen. Um, if anybody's listening, I also have a, a YouTube channel that I run. It is Pride Slayer Media. You know, I, I want to keep developing my portfolio as a fighter. But the thing is, you can't fight forever. So you've got to be invested in the culture. And even if, you know, when I'm, 45 or whatever it is when I can't fight anymore, you know, I'll have a brand developed or I'll be a coach or I'll, I'll still be involved in combat sports. And I also want to thank a really important person. My wife is very important to me and, and, and helps me a lot, but I really want to thank my mother. My mother has done so much for me and selflessly the house I'm sitting in right now, you know, she owns and she's, she's given a lot just to make sure I can do this. And from day one, she believed in me, and that's where I get my redneck streak from, or Viking streak, whatever you want to call it. But I, that's the person who I've made proud, and it makes me feel good that you know she believes in me. So I, I got to give a shout out to my mom because I, I know she'll end up checking this out. I love it. Well, Jesse Romans, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your evening. 
You too, brother. Thank you again. I'll let you soon. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. Thank you.